Hello and welcome to this episode of the Elsa Legal Podcast, bringing you expert views and analysis of the legal aspects of transfer pricing compliance. Our focus is always on real-world, practical insights that you can apply in your everyday work. In this episode, we talk again to Elsie Neagle's co-founder, Paul Sutton. He's here to talk about an important development in Germany. In June this year, the German Finance Ministry released an updated version of its administrative principles on transfer pricing. The new principles introduce some significant changes, and Paul explains these. He also highlights the key practical implications for multinationals and transfer pricing professionals. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Paul. Thanks for coming in. So you're here to talk about uh, a recent development in Germany. Obviously, that's Europe's biggest economy, so it's something that we need to know about. Uh, and in June this year, the German Ministry of Finance released an updated version of its administrative principles on transfer pricing. So focusing on the legal implementation aspects, why is that important and what do M&Es and TP professionals need to know about? Yes. So, so this was the June 2023 update which built on previous updates in 2020 and 2021. Obviously, um, the uh, the 2023 update covered an, a, a range of, of issues, but one key point that is really emphasized was about the application of the arm's length principle and the timing of that application. And so what the German 2023 update says is that the decisive point in time for applying the arm's length principle is actually the conclusion of the relevant agreement. So it's not the time when the transaction was performed, so not the time that the goods were supplied or the services were delivered or or the um, IP license was was used. It was the time of conclusion of the relevant agreement. And um, this is a really important clarification. Um, obviously, we can dive into this, but I'd just like to say that in terms of real-life context and the fact that the overall intention of transfer pricing is to be an approximation of arm's-length behaviour, arm's-length pricing, yeah. that principle of the decisive point in time being the conclusion of the agreement is actually consistent with how we experience real life. So for, for you and, and for me as consumers, we we expect to be locking in the price of whatever we're doing at the time that we sign in the on the dotted line. So you know, if we're buying a house or something, it's the time that we sign and pay the deposit. It's not the time of closing of that sale or completion of that sale. And it's the same with uh, I don't know, uh, entering into a long term loan or a mortgage to buy a house or, so, or something. You lock in the deal at the point that the offer is is made by the bank, um, and you accept that. That is is the is is the time when the pricing is fixed. It's not the time when you may draw down on on, on the loan. And it's the same with insurance contracts and any other deals like that. So um, yes, it's a very specific application, but it's actually consistent with real life behavior. And on the, from a TP point of view, you say it's a, a, an important change. Why is that? Why is it a big deal? So what, what, what it does is it highlights this fundamental distinction in transfer pricing, which is recognized in the OECD transfer pricing guidelines, so including the latest version, 2022, um, but also in previous versions. So the fundamental distinction is between, on the one hand, ex ante price setting, so setting prices in advance on the one hand, and on the other hand, ex post outcome testing. So so those two different approaches to transfer pricing 
um, are fundamentally different. So the ex ante is the idea that you can define a transaction in advance, you implement it in advance, including the allocation of risk and, and the pricing, and the idea that that deal, if you like, then plays out, and the parties accept the position either benefiting or 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 not benefiting, depending on whether or not they've done a good deal at, at, at that point, just as you and I would do in our transaction. So that, that's the price setting in, in advance. Sure. As opposed to outcome testing, which is a retrospective look back at the relevant year in question and is saying, well, what was the outcome of the relevant entities, for example, in, in terms of their net margin or profits or, or whatever, um, and is testing that so that that outcome um, often in the context of finalizing the tax returns of uh, of, of the relevant entities. Um, and just to give one example of this, which I know we've touched on on before, but it's it's really crucial. So if you look back to the OECD guidance that was given at the time of COVID, so this was, yeah. I think, December 2020, it gave this example of an agreement, a five-year agreement, which was entered into in 2018, so before the outbreak of COVID. It was a five-year deal, and it was priced in, in that agreement. And what the OECD TP guidelines said, or rather the COVID guidance said, was if you priced it correctly in 2018 based on the conditions at that time and you've documented it and implemented it accordingly you don't necessarily need to reprice it during 2020 just because things have turned out differently you know it's just like if i if you and i lock in a long-term loan at a specific interest rate if it's locked in it's locked in if if interest rates go go up then we've done well if they go down then you know so so be it that was the deal we did at the time so it's that fundamental distinction so the oecd guidelines recognize that both those methods the price setting approach um and the ex post outcome testing approach may be used by tax administrations encourages tax administrations to cooperate in order to reconcile issues um, so uh, so that the taxpayer is, is not disadvantaged, um, but it's it's a fundamental choice. So going back to the new uh, German principles, what exactly is their approach and what are the implications for MNEs? So what, what, what it is, is a very specific application of the ex-ante price setting approach. So it's, it's firmly on that side. Um, and uh, the, the terms of the 2023 update to the German administrative principles, as well as, as previous versions, presupposes that multinational groups have implemented in advance suitable agreements for all material transactions. So it's, it's, it's that simple. In other words, the ex post outcome testing is not acceptable. It's ex ante uh, price setting. Um, and alongside this... Um, the the overall guidelines, including previous versions, make it clear that um, a high evidential standard is set for multinational groups. In other words, they have an enhanced obligation to make sure that they have the appropriate documentation in place, including suitable agreements, so that they are available to present to tax administrations um, when, when required. The other th aspect that's worth mentioning is that the the German guidelines or the German administrative principles impose the standard of the prudent and conscientious business manager 
in relation to each of the entities involved. In other words, the transaction as implemented and evidenced through the documentation, including the agreements, needs to be one which a prudent and conscientious business manager could properly approve acting in the interests of each respective entity. So, so the that Germany is not alone in in setting out that standard. It's it's also reflected, for example, in in the Austrian uh, transfer pricing guidelines. But that's that's part of the equation as as well. So it's it's a very high standard. It's a very clear and unambiguous application of the OECD guidelines, which are incorporated in, into the German administrative principles, and it's firmly on the side of ex ante in advance price setting. So it's obviously quite uh, distinctive, but is it really radical? Is it a big deal or big change, or is it more of a technical tweak, really? Yes. So I would say on on the face of it, it's very radical. It really is radical. So in in terms of what we see as intercompany agreement specialists working alongside multinational groups and their transfer pricing advisors around the world, um, I, I would say it's fair to say the transfer pricing community is is in the process of evolution from, you know, we talked about this before from 15, 20 years before when it was basically giving lip service to, to yeah. substance and the idea, well, you could just have a report and that will be fine. Now it's all about substance and evidence and, and so on. And I, th- I think best practice has always been clear, but many groups many advisors are still creating transfer pricing policies after the event. They're doing benchmarking studies after the event in the context of finalizing transfer pricing documentation after the event. So compared to that practice in in some quarters, this is very radical, very specific, and means a major change in behaviors which is required. So yes, it is radical. However, arguably, it's it's what everyone all, always knew, which is substance, contemporaneous documentation, operational transfer pricing. How can you how can you actually manage intercompany charges in real time, implement them in real time in terms of intercompany invoicing and and payments and and returns for different purposes, if it's all just up in the air during the the year and you're trying to work it out after the events, taking into account whatever the most pressing problem seems to be. It, it's that the world is just too complicated for that. So I, I would say, yes, it does mean for some groups, a radical change in how they man- need to manage themselves. They probably knew that already. Their advisors knew, probably knew that or, already. So it's, it's, it's just a reality check. Very interesting. Well, you know, we've covered a, a lot of ground there. Let's try and sort of distill down to the sort of really sort of key messages. What do you think are the most important things for people to take away from from this discussion and from this change? Yes. Yeah, so, 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 so the the key takeaway is 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 really just the fact that agreements need to be implemented in advance and not after the event. Um, and if if you take, for example, let, let's let's say we're we're uh, dealing with a a major multinational group headquartered in 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 the US and let's assume that it has significant operations in in Germany so clearly as regards related party transactions between the US entities and the German entities or 
or between any other entities and, and the German entities in order to comply with the local German requirements, it is a given that that enhanced evidential standard applies, agreements executed in advance consistent with the proposed transfer pricing um, analysis of the, of the traction, transaction. That's just a given. That's that's just a, a, a requirement. In other words, ex ante intercompany agreements. However, it's not going to just apply to the German entities because within a multinational group, which is present in, I don't know, 20, 30, 60 countries, it's clearly not practicable to have completely different agreements, completely different processes for managing intercompany transactions so that we're treating Germany as, as different compared to everything else. You know, there needs to be consistency um, and operational processes, streamlining generally. So what that means is that probably, almost certainly, it implies a leveling up of standards globally in terms of uh, legal implementation, transfer pricing documentation across the whole group, not just as regards Germany. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I think that's a good basic um, summary there. And I think you've drawn out some uh, some key points, which I think people will definitely uh, need to think about. I'm sure we'll have more to say about this in future blogs and uh, social posts. But uh, for now, Paul, thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elsia Needle podcast. We'd love to hear what you think. You'll find the contact details on our website, elsianegel.com, and you'll find more information about the updated German guidelines there too, including a guest blog post by two German-based TP professionals, Oliver Treidler and Tom-Eric Kunz. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Go to your podcast provider and search for the Elsian Legal Podcast. Thank you and goodbye.